from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. This is a character creation, world building, and collaborative storytelling podcast where each week we take your beautiful listener submitted prompt. We use that prompt to create a character, tell their backstory, and further develop a beautiful, optimistic fantasy world called fantasy. It's great. It's a good show. It's a good pitch. I feel good about it. I'm feeling jazzed up. I'm feeling ready to really get into some powerful like impactful really like tell like a meaningful story that's going to resonate through the ages that's what i'm ready for today i'm glad you are like ready for that because that's what we've been doing on this show for years is creating these stories that just like have been resonating through like tabletop rpg space and like really affecting thousands of people and making like fantasy as a genre a better place and a better way of telling stories it's true that's true it's, <laughs> it's not it um, at all so well i'd like to break format a little bit before we before we pause and do our normal warm-ups i'd like to give the the prompt up front so people know what they're getting ready for because i want to know i want people to know like i'm i'm, I'm ready aaron i want to know what the prompt is this week right away and then i want to i want to sit on it for a few minutes because okay. like i'm ready to tell like a real powerful story i'm ready to hit home i'm ready to, to swing for the fences and tell a story that people will never forget so tell me what is the prompt this week the prompt this week that's going to shake fantasy as a genre and tabletop uh, to its core is from Spring Slime Deer on our Discord. Prompt: The Quest Otter. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Fucking strap yourselves in, kids, because it's about to go. What we are about to create the most incredible story that's of all time about the Quest Otter. About the Quest Otter. <laughs> Now, let's hit pause on the quest, Otter. And Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? Also, where are you in DBZ? The DBZ update, top priority. Uh, we are almost done Majin Buu. We are almost Jesus. done DBZ. We're at like episode like 274. And then at 287, I think, is when we stop DBZ, pick up Super, and then we end Super, we go back to DBZ. You know what made me so happy about that is you didn't say we're moving on to GT. <laughs> the discussion has been had. And it has been had. And we've respectfully decided to leave it at Z. Thank God. Yeah, no, it's time to move on to Super. I'm so glad. Dragon Ball Super is my favorite iteration of I'm Dragon so Ball excited. of the franchise. I've seen four or five episodes. There's a fucking lot. So oh, I know. I've, like, the five that I've seen... The way that they start Super is my favorite, is like, it's it's among my favorite thing of the 400-some episodes that I've watched so far. It involving Vegeta taking his family on a vacation is very funny. It's it's what I want from DBZ. Exactly. And then at the end, it cashes out all those chips to be like, here's legit 60 episodes with amazing fights. Great. That's, that's, this, that's what I'm looking for. God, I love it. I love um, it so much. So what's getting me excited this week is Jen and I realized that we can uh, use the money that's sitting in our Google Play accounts that we're not using for anything else uh, to use on, like, watch movies. We, we, we figured out how to watch movies on, on, like, with our Google Play money. So we've been watching a lot of movies recently. And I've just been watching some movies that, like, I some that I've never seen before, some that I haven't seen in 20 years, some that I've... You know, some that I love that Jen has never seen, some that Jen, Jen has loved that I've never seen. I love that. I love that. As someone who is really shitty at watching movies, I admire your spunk and pizzazz and determination. This has been the movie run so far. We watched <clears throat> we watched uh, the 1994 epic Street Fighter. It's classic. Oh, I saw that in theaters, fun fact. I in, uh, fucking Pensacola, wish that I did. Jersey. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. No, I'm kidding. I'm really glad I did. I wish I had. I wish I could see it in theaters as an adult. Because, like, as an adult, I watched every second of it and was like, this is fantastic. As a child, I would have hated it. But as an adult, like, I watched and I was like, this is the best thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, you're right, because as a kid, like, you're, you know, this was kind of the first video game movie, not really, but, like, you know, I yeah. was probably, like, seven This was, or like, eight. the the experience, and it was bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this came out before Mortal Kombat. And I believe it did. 
it's real bad. Like, I was expecting... Like, you have to understand, Jeff, they used, like, zero projectile moves. No, none. There's no fireballs. No, it's so... And that's, like, I think all I waited for was super moves, and they imply them. It was a big lesson for me as a kid to be like, yo, do not get your hopes up for adaptations. They're not going to be any good, which still hangs with me today. I always think of that cheap Hadouken that he does where he, like, punches and, like, blue energy comes out. It's still tattooed in my brain as, like, one of the most disappointing cinematic moments of my life to be like, oh, my God, he's about to shoot a... What is that? The fuck is that? It sucked real bad. But, like, it's, like, a fun... It is such a fun train wreck that, like, as an adult, like, I had a blast watching it. Now you can. With the fucking bison dollars and shit. Like, (laughs) it's Bison dollars is the funniest thing. But when you're going in there to be like, oh, my God, dazzle me with stream. I I I had to see it as an adult. So we watched that. We watched the we watched the 2012 movie musical masterpiece, uh, Les Mis, 2012 director Tom Hooper. Fuck. Uh, yeah, that's yes, agreed. Um, we <laughs> what watched. Are your thoughts? Wait, what are your thoughts on Les Mis? I have to know. Uh, so I had never seen Les Mis. Like in any capacity. In any capacity. Oh no, you had a bad intro. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I walked away from it going like, if I had seen this on a stage production, I'd have loved it. Oh like, god, yeah. Like the story and the staging and the character arcs. I was like, this is probably really good if I can tell what people are saying. <laughs> if Javert sounds like a singer and not like an actor Yo. that's trying to sing, like <laughs> if the, if if it was a good production, I'm pretty sure I'd have loved it. As is, it was three. It was three hours long. <laughs> Yeah, it's three hours of a dumpster fire with uh, Aaron Tveit, who plays Andros. He's like a Broadway star, fucking crushing the game. Other than that, it's like, it's fine. Yeah. So we watched, uh, then over this past weekend, we watched Hot Fuzz. Never seen it, but I know it's the zombie movie, right? No, is this, the zombie is the, one? this is the cop movie that I, oh, I love because okay. it's very well written. And then we watched Legally Blonde, which I had never seen and I oh. loved. I loved from beginning to end. Fun fact about that, now that you've seen that, you can watch when uh, MTV filmed the Broadway production, and it's better than the movie. It's about, like, empowerment and, like, feeling confident and finding your own independence. Yeah. And, like, you know, and it amplifies it more than the movie does, I think. All right. I'm, I, we're gonna, I, that's, that's good to know. I'm gonna have to listen to that album. Um, the other movie that we watched, uh, Jen actually came into the room to remind me that speaking of movies that we've watched recently, and speaking of, uh, Dragon Ball check-ins. Oh, God, no, please. (laughs) You didn't. We watched the 2009 film Dragon Ball Evolution. I, I'm I'm sorry if you can't hear me that well, (laughs) listener, but I had to sit back in my chair. (laughs) Because, like, there's a lot of bad films out there. That one is probably the worst film ever made. One of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, it takes such a well-known property that, and like, literally ruins it so much that, like, you could, like, I, I can't even, that's like having a fucking X-Men movie and no one has a mutant power. Yeah, first off, it's a nightmare. Just a nightmare of an experience <laughs> to get through. Uh, Jen has again popped in to, 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 to tell me to tell you. Aaron, do you know about the reactions of the people involved in that movie? Who were in it? Yeah. So, Akira Toriyama, like, told fans, hey, I want you to give this movie a shot. I want you to do this. This is a different adaptation. Don't go in with it with any preconceived notions. Because I'm getting fucking paid. (laughs) Walked out of it and was like, well, that was awful. And I'm really upset that it used Dragon Ball. And that's literally what caused him to start writing Dragon Ball Z properties again. That, see, you know, when life gives sometimes these blessings in disguise. (laughs) Um, It's like when a plant has to get manure to grow into a beautiful crop, like when a seed. That's like that, right? But perfect. Like, Akira Toriyama's like, you know, maybe rejected ideas, had some manure thrown on them with Dragon Ball Evolutions, turned into fucking super. And then uh, Emmy Rossum says it's the one film she wishes fans would never watch again. Uh, she actually watched all of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Like, she watched every Dragon Ball thing to prepare to play Ballman in that movie. <laughs> I almost pissed myself. I did not know that. And uh, Justin Chatwin actually not only watched all of, dra- or not only read all of the Dragon Ball manga, like oh, every bit of it, he no. also read all of Journey to no, the West to prepare no, to play no. Goku. <laughs> That is oh my god! Um, I feel so bad. James now. Marsden had to fight. Like, had wait, to... James Marsden was in that movie. He's in Peace Piccolo. No, he's not. Yeah, 
Don't do this to um, me. I love James Marsden. <laughs> he's Piccolo, and he had to go behind. You're still going to love him, because he literally fought the director and literally went behind his back to make Piccolo look more monstrous, because they tried to make, like, a pretty Piccolo, and he's like, no, he should be, like, monstrous. Hot he should be Piccolo. a monster. <laughs> he's a freaking... Jeff! No! All of this is straight up... All of this makes me so fucking sad to know that they were like, I did so much research... Please, like, as much as we're like, you know, we feel bad for them for making being a part of this movie. They read the script before they said yes. Yeah, they signed. They signed off on that film. <laughs> they had dollar signs in their eyes and were like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll read all that Bulma source material." After reading that, uh, so anyway, God. Aaron, what's getting, what's getting <laughs> you excited this week? This show has become like a DBZ rewatch podcast. Um, what's getting me excited this week is I finished Final Fantasy VII remake a few days ago. It is. It was everything I dreamed it would be, and more. Um, I am back on playing Animal Crossing, pretty hardcore. I'm in a Discord channel with some of my favorite people who are helping me like understand how to play it, since I have no fucking idea. And shout out to Demoon Rules today, who invited me to his island so that I could make bank selling turnips. But yeah, it's been good. I've been playing a lot of fucking video games. So getting me excited this week is returning to form and Aaron becoming some kind of goblin holding a controller in their hand. I love it. That makes me yeah. very, very happy. Now, Jeff, I want to dive into our old pal uh, the quest from otter? Jesus 10 minutes ago. <laughs> the quest otter. The quest otter. Now, let's let's talk about the quest otter and their place in our world known as fantasy. Because I honestly, the more I've been thinking about this... They have like we talk about quests a lot now. So when you say uh, when you say the quest otters place, you do mean the stump that they sit on in the middle of a swamp, where you walk up to them and they get, they dispatch you with knowledge, right? You mean the little stump that they sat they sit on? Yes, at first, but then I think it becomes the larger sort of app system of pairing adventurers up with quest tasks called quest otter okay sure got it it's both it's both okay, everything has it. a founder everything has a start and an end <laughs> okay great <laughs> because i i like to think of our stupid world as having like this fun mix of modern technology and convenience you know yeah and if you needed something it would be like task rabbit except like need now, a beholder gone from backyard now so what what that says to me aaron and the like, gig economy we, we haven't had this in a while we haven't gone this route in a while what that says to me is that the quest otter sucks real bad Wait, why because service no well no no well quest here's the thing quest otter the app is clearly like an app that everyone just uses and is just fun, like is just a part of daily life as far as like oh. questing goes. Yes, but the quest daughter that tells me that the quest daughter is like a tech disruptor. Wait, <laughs> is a tech CEO? Wait, what? Sold no, his, sold Go back. His, no, they sold their likeness. They sold their likeness to be branded on the app because they were like, "This is going to be a disruptive property that's going to change the game." Okay, okay. Can I put a pit can I put a twist on that as this runaway train has already left the station? Can I <laughs> yes. can I pull the lever and move the track? What if the tale of the quest otter is one of someone who cares about the world and the progression of, you know, people and keeping people safe and keeping tasks and heroes, giving heroes purpose and giving, you know, people with great power great responsibilities or something? eventually it becomes of course like after they die or like they retire maybe someone rips them off as opposed to them becoming a piece of shit i'm okay so well what if it's literally like what if we go in a whole other direction and it's just literally like they are a magical entity because i want to i want to just throw out the visual that i am picturing like a like not an otter person not like a beast folk, not like a magical, like, like sentient otter. Okay. I am picturing an otter that sits on a stump, maybe, maybe in a little hat and just okay. gives you a quest when you come up to it. So yes. like, what if that, yeah, what if it is after, after the otter dies, like they like their likeness is used to create this like magical, this magical service that helps people. But also and that's for way later. Yeah. For now. For now, I want to learn about this otter and their little okay. hat. What kind of hat is it? <laughs> I see uh, a an otter is very cute. Do they wear a top hat? Is it a fedora? It's not a fedora. <laughs> is it a trilby? It's definitely not a trilby. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw out... Trucker hat. 
was gonna throw out, what about pork pie what the fuck is a pork pie hat look Wait. up pork pie hat you you what know the... a pork pie hat i'm sure i do pork is in like pig meat yeah well pork pie hat. pork pie hat actually that might oh, that's not... a fedora or sorry am i thinking of a straw hat no 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 also called the English pastry hat, the pork pie got its name from its telescoped crown, which features a slight lip around the upper. I googled it. It looks a lot like a fedora with a feather in it. Uh, sorry, I am thinking of a. I am thinking of. I've I've googled the hat that I'm, I'm thinking of. This in. I, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Aaron and Jeff learned about hats this week. That's true. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of a boater hat. Boater hat. Oh, that's the one. Like, if I'm gonna be like. If I'm going, if I'm going to croon, or my barbershop quartet wears these at our high school graduation, yes, that's I'm picturing a barbershop quartet hat. Perfect. Um, so an otter wearing one of these sits on a stump and gives people quests. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, why? <laughs> why is this okay? My question for you is big picture. I'm always, I'm, something's wrong with me. And I'm thinking big picture where I go, is this a mystical figure who's like connected to the needs of the community? Does every town have a a quest otter? You know, is it a title? Or is it something like, you know, is this like trailblaze markers where like an otter sigil is marked on something. When you touch it, you receive the quest. Um, what I'm going to, I have an immediate pitch. (laughs) Okay. Um, it's a little bit of both. It's one otter. It's not like, it's not a widespread thing. Like, there's only one otter. Great. There is one quest otter. Yes. Let's roll for some pronouns. Oh, absolutely. I'm so ready. Rolling my dog, D6. That is a two. All right. So he sits on a stump, but he sits on a stump on the the river that we've talked about before that flows into the chrono flow. So he's kind of outside of time. Go. <coughs> that causes him pardon me that caught me way off guard you're, you're referencing if for more reference on that listen to the paradox episode jesus christ <laughs> um yeah so he sits on a stump that is flowing with this water that is imbued with time itself the water splashes over him he is washed across time and like just <laughs> happens to be on stumps across time and space where he happens to just tell people like a quest and it's it's a little bit of a it's just he kind of is he kind of just wa- like floats along the time frame or along the time stream on his stump telling people what they need to know and where they need to go. Okay. <laughs> so a multi like a time traveling or a time like you know they exist outside of time otter that sits on a stump that floats down a river or just sits in one spot in the world throughout time. I think the stump appears throughout time and space. Okay. Like the like it, so there, so what you see so that's that's from the otter's perspective is the otter sits and time changes and space changes around them. What you would see as an ordinary person of fantasy is just oh god, the quest otter is here. Oh, it kind of like appears to you. It appears it appe- yeah, it just appears and there's like some whispers and whoever walks up to it, the quest otter like leans forward and is like you know, at the bottom of that well, there is a single coin that someone needs more than anything <laughs> in the world. And then they fade into the and then they fade into the river. So, question for you: Is the quest starter giving you important things like kill Sephiroth, you know, and save the world, or is it like you know, uh, like do you only meet him once, or is it like you know, your your mission in life is to defeat Sephiroth and like save Gaia, or is it like at the bottom of that well is a coin in the town, an old lady misses that coin, bring it back to her, and that's what you get. Like some people get epic quests, some people get like fetching quests. I think so. I think it's just whatever, cause like what it's just whatever needs to be done in that moment, in that time, in that place. The quest daughter sees it in a splash of water and like or like cracks a clam on their belly and like looks in the clam and sees what has to be done and leans forward and is like well i'm sorry to say it but there's gonna be a demon coming and you're gonna have to stop them i okay i really like this that there's an otter and on his belly he hits a clam with a rock and when you look inside that clam you see yourself doing the thing that you need to do like do you see the last frame of the movie you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Is it that kind of thing? And you have to then figure out what your quest is? Ooh, I like that it's very cryptic. I like that Incredibly it's, cryptic. It's, yeah, it's it's the otter is just telling you some stuff and like you don't know what it means. Like you don't know who needs that coin at the bottom of the well. 
there's a real chance that like you're going to find that coin and it's going to tie into like a criminal conspiracy that you're going to have to unravel and it's going to end with you like doing like the end or like the scene in the fugitive where you're in the waterfall and he's you're holding the gun and somebody jumps out of it and you're like it's just cause of a coin it's just i didn't kill my wife i don't care um so i dig it now who are they and why are they doing this what do they want you know, have they just, they love magic clan. Is this just one of those beings in fan? Like, we can have mythical, like, godlike beings in fantasy that just kind of exist. Yeah. You know, we have the Nexus sisters. Yeah. Why can't just, we have the quest otter? Just kind of exists. It's just an otter that climbed on a stump one day and found a clam, opened that clam, and found what needed to get done and told somebody and it got done. Now that now that otter sits on that stump and tells people what they need to get done, and they, those things get done, and that's the quest otter. What happens if you don't do the quest? Well, then the otter comes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you always say that. You, you always you, say you, that. You, that's you in so many stories where if you don't do it, the ex comes for you. I'm gonna piss my pants. <laughs> you for sport. <laughs> like it just hunts you and it cracks you like a clam on its belly um i told you to go in that well <laughs> <laughs> okay this is <laughs> i this is my pitch for what happens if you don't if you deny if you pass on the sword you know what i mean if you mm-hmm. deny your quest eventually i think it's still gonna come back to you because somebody else's quest will become you helping Ooh. you do the thing i like that i also like the other half of it is i think it's you become a rock in the river. I like that. Not like literally, but like, I know, you, you I know, know, like, like time, you know, splinters and echoes. And it's a butterfly effect thing of like, if you don't do this, you know, like for a moment, like, I think it's when you see the last frame of the movie, you see like all other frames of like, it's a little bit of a. Ch- <laughs> all right. This is going to go in a silly direction. Okay. I have, I have a way to make it a little bit more serious, but oh, no. I have, I'm, wait, I'm ready. So it becomes a little bit of a chain letter of like, if you don't do this, here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you, you see yourself like picking, taking the coin and just pocketing it. And then like somebody comes to your door and stabs you because it was their coin. Or you see like, you just don't. And then the, then the well collapses and there were people inside trying to get the coin. And it's this, it's this sense of like, one of these things is going to come true. Is it going to be you bringing the coin where it belongs and, like, making this right? Or is it going to be you sit idly by and that well collapses and all of those people die? Which is it? That's on you. These These are the options. This is the nature of the quest. You have flipped through every page of the Choose Your Own Adventure book. It's on you to figure out which which ending you're going to walk to. Can I give you a pitch? Please. This otter knows that in the grand scheme... Something bad is going to happen. My pitch is that all of these small quests, return a coin to a child, you know, uh, bring this blacksmith three pieces of leather so that they can make a bracer. All of these things lead in, in time, through the course of time, to someone preventing a catastrophe at Ooh, the very I like end. That. I like that. <clears throat> so it's kind of the thing where, like, even these seemingly small gestures, like... You know, giving a piece of can bring this can at the in this town. This there's a cotton candy spinner. The cotton candy spinner needs a this. If you bring it to the, you know what I mean. And it all leads to basically cloud killing Sephiroth, or you know, someone preventing a catastrophe, stopping a great evil. But everybody has a part to play. And if you don't, like say I say I'm not going to that fucking cotton candy spinner. Me going away makes somebody else receive the quest to be like, you will find an adventurer who has lost their way. Lead them to the this. Like, you know, it all, it has to happen. All of these things will happen, but it's going to take a, it's going to take a journey of a thousand quests. So, you know, what this says to me, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this to get very silly? Yes. What this says to me, and I'm going to bring it back around to the otter becoming a tech bro a little bit. Damn it. But it's just, (laughs) just Heron. We're gonna I, I go. Trust the process. We're gonna go a lot of places right now, and I, I trust need you, the I need you to buckle in. I need you to keep your hands at your side. Hold on to the bar. Do not try to stand up. You did establish it as a time traveling otter trying to prevent a disaster. So, like, I'm ready. What the quest otter is? His name is Shuckles. Fuck, Shuckles. Shuckles. Like shucking. Jesus Christmas. So, Shuckles, 
is the lone survivor of, or one of the few survivors of our post-apocalyptic fantasy future, in Ooh. which a horrible thing has happened. Shuckles, ha- uh, like like so many, like all of our other survivors, has taken it upon himself to fix the future. Which for Shuckles, you know, picture Shuckles is running away from a ghost train, and again, picture him as an otter in a barbershop quartet hat. Shuckles is running from a ghost train that's crashing into the ground and there are ghost metal powered mechs just hacking at it and it's this hellscape and Shuckles the uh, the otter is just running 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 Shuckles finally arrives at the river of the chrono flow and like dives in and sees all of this sees all of time probably enters the chrono flow itself finds the 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 long decayed skeleton of um Dusk sea breeze. breeze. I love how you had to find added they found the long decayed skeleton. Um sees all of time. Sees that there is a time when this could have been prevented. And like cable from the X-Men dives into the river without a second thought, lands on a stump, looks out over the river, sees all of time and space, and goes, Well, time to get to work. They are Ernest the pig. So, so he has broken down a 10,000 point plan for how to avert the apocalypse. Okay. Can I give you a pitch? Yes. The tying in our, our, I know I said that I never wanted to talk about lore again before we started this episode because <laughs> they just finished our world guide part one and my wrists want to explode. But may I throw in a big picture pitch? Because I yeah. kind of really like that idea of it just being a survivor who, like, wants to help, you know, and stop and prevent this from happening. Because there's a lot of players who are doing that. Yeah. Here is my pitch. Shuckles sees when they jump into the chrono flow accidentally or intentionally? Uh, fully intentionally. I think, I think, I, I think Shuckles runs into the chrono flow unintentionally, finds yes. where he is, and then jumps into the river fully intentionally. Okay, great. I love that. I love that they find, they jump, they end up in the chamber where, like, Dusk Seabree's corpse is, you know, the waterfall, the waterfalls of time. Not his corpse, his long, his long decayed skeleton, skeleton, holding a (laughs) wand, Um, and they dive into the waters to, you know, encompass themselves in space and time. So, my pitch is, if you can see past, present, future, as Shuckles can now, Shuckles is now the arbiter of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Um. So the Chrono Trigger. He um, is the Quest Otter. Sure. He is the Quest Otter. Um. They see. He sees Celeste Silverna and you know Jean Pierre and Crystal Grimm all solving the problem. Yeah. You know, but it's like a long ways away from the current present. You yeah. know. And they also might see alternate timelines of like, you know, they die, they fail, you yeah. know, or one where like Celeste doesn't get a wand. Jean-Pierre doesn't have enough ammo to shoot the hearts of the ley lines. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to the backlog. Um, and so they kind of have to put things in place, put this puzzle to, I see it as like an empty puzzle with just like the outside, you know how you start a puzzle with the frame on the outside and yep. you fill in the inside? They see the start of the timeline being like, you know, the ley lines are formed and blah, 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 blah. And they see the end when everything is restored and they have to put these, all the events of time leading up to the good ending are scattered and they have to Mm -hmm. piece them all together and see the string of events that will lead to them just like, you know, destroying the big bad and restoring time. And it's up to the quest otter to make people do really small mundane it's, oh yeah it's it's stopping the, it's a 10,000 point plan for stopping the apocalypse yes and i think a lot of it has to do with keeping our show and our tone in mind random acts of kindness yep. because the more kindness you do we always say it echoes out and you, the world is kinder the world is more powerful against darkness doing random acts of kindness to strengthen people in the future I love it. You know? I, yeah, for sure. I love I love every bit of that. I love I I think that's perfect. I think that's exactly what the quest daughter is. I think that is his quest, that is his journey, that is his life. Now can I make it silly tra- silly and tragic at the same time? I <laughs> I'm ready for this. Okay. Cuz we're going to revisit the silly idea from earlier and I'm going to make it work. I promise. So 
the thing is, he still he is not immortal. No, the quest otter only can can only be the quest otter for about as long as an otter lives, which I have not looked up. Oh, an otter lifespan is fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, so he's got fifteen to twenty years, a pretty decent amount of time, but not forever. No, he gets older. He is he is slowing down. He can't quite you know piece everything together as quickly. He's getting longer in the tooth. He's he's just it's 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 he's not who he was when he was young. No, beastman rules. And he knows that he has to keep going. He can't stop the plans. He hasn't done like not everyone has accomplished their goals. So what does he do, Aaron? He creates an app. He that, creates can, a, that, that millennials can't get enough of. <laughs> he creates a task management app that drops in your <laughs> queue random acts of kindness, all part of his plan. But in order to do so. He has to become, a, he has to take on the, like, he has to become, to a certain extent, a shitty tech bro. But he has to do it, like, because he has to, like, make sure, like, my app has to survive. Which but means Jeff- that he has to become the villain in order to save the world. <laughs> and, like, okay. <laughs> but also, conversely, couldn't he put in place the things that would lead to the app existing? Ooh, I actually, you know what? I like that way more. I don't want to glorify a villain, and I think that one I like way more of, like, of like he changes his plan and oh because that's also very amfc yeah that's what i'm saying because you said like he doesn't have enough time and like you know beast people like beast folk lose themselves over time unless they're anchored to memories and he's not a beast person he's just an otter (laughs) (laughs) just a fucking otter with you know with big dreams and so like this part this this otter is just like you know they have to put together it's because they're i i think Okay, I imagine it looking like a command console of them sitting on this log, you know, this metaphysical, metaphorical log, seeing time flow around them, and they see the beginning, and they see the end, and every time that, you know, a random act of kindness is done, you know, you see Jean-Pierre in the future, like, his aim is a little better. he finds an object, like, buried somewhere that he can, like, that is useful to him. Yes, and, you know, and it's it's going well, but it's not, like, enough. Like, no matter what, the outcome is still the same at the end. No matter how many random acts of kindness, the otter physically transporting, going to you and being like, go get that coin from that, you know, get that cat from a tree, please. And you do it, and it's like, great. But, you know, 15 to 20 years is not long enough to change such a catastrophe from happening. And so he changes his plan to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find a way to keep doing this after I'm gone. So he, he creates it so that, a bunch of people all work together and create something that is beautiful and harmonious and not run by a shitty tech bro. No, but I think it was created by Tom the Tongue Thompson. <laughs> For sure, yes. Tom the Tongue Thompson used his used his uh his his Bitcoin money. And his like knowledge of tech, along with like Ansel Mindfreak and them, I think to develop this random quest giving after, app. After they rob Yeah, you know what? After they rob Fantasy Reddit Blind. Yup, of course. Uh, he puts into place a series of things, and, like, the last piece of it is some some intern of Tom the Tongue Thompson has to go to the- has to find the, the, the quest otter and ask him if they can use his likeness, to which he will say, <laughs> well, gladly, of course. But, like, it's, again, it's random, it's random little things. It is- it, he, he's like, if I can't personally oversee this- I'm going to have to build up, like, work with people to build something that can. Yes. And he builds, it's a belief in people. Yeah. And he builds this app that, like, encourages kindness and supports people. And people just have it on there, have it around. You know, it's a little magical sigil that pops up sometimes and says, oh, hey, there's a cat in a tree. Can you go get it? And then you go get yes. the cat. And it, I love it. It's his, it's his legacy to the world is this object that he's like, he's like, I can't personal, like, the quest daughter can't live forever. But Quest Otter can live forever. Yes. I totally see it. Like you said, a sigil, right? Yep. Like right when you, if you are ready to receive a quest, maybe, or just randomly, like you can just be walking, you know, you could be dining. An otter, like a symbol of an otter and a hat, like a cartoon otter will appear somewhere, like at the bottom of your drink, on the table, or like, you know, in the street, in the road, in the sky. And you're like, um, and if you, <laughs> if you wink at it, that's the accepting of the Quest Otter. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The app, the app takes off. The app is a success. The app is a, a factor in people's lives. It's an like, augmented reality app. It's it is it's extremely cool. 
Uh, there was a brief controversy where people where uh people realized that Tom the Tongue Thompson's original build of the app did mine for cryptocurrency. That is correct throughout <laughs> space and time. <laughs> but he did, but that was undone in the first like round of patches once people yeah, went. Of course. I don't think this is a good idea. And then he went, okay, no, that's too far. Too far. I get it. <laughs> so you you have your running Quest Otter, the app. God knows how fantasy cell phones work. But like you're like, oh, my God, I saw the sign. It's like the seeing the bat signal, basically. It's like, yeah. I saw the Quest Otter. Like, you know, this is my... And it, it, everyone knows that you have to have it installed because everyone has one, we said. It's just one random act of kindness is your legacy in terms of quest otter so like you leave it running but at first before that was like before the patch happened right as you're about to click it tom a frog cartoon face and tom Tom thompson comes out he's like would you like to invest in bitcoin (laughs) it had like really bad ad pop-ups all while you were doing your quest a cartoon frog would bounce along it's like this random act of kindness is great good quest giving now how much of that gold do you want to put into bitcoin Oh, great, great, great. I see that you've gotten four, I see you've gotten four tongue bucks. Uh, would you like to <laughs> cash those cash out? Those in for fucking Bitcoin, for sweet queen demon money. <laughs> oh, God. So many episodes wrapped into one. We did it. Oh. I, I, so I think, I think the long-term picture is this works to an extent. Okay. I don't think it fixes the future. It doesn't undo anything. All of those apocalyptic events still happen. Yes. But, um, it, it works as much as any of the people's individual efforts improve the the apocalyptic future of course all of our you know john pierre does find a box that has like uh, a locket and inside that locket is a little gem that he can put in a puzzle and that puzzle like helps him get out of like an underwater dungeon yeah I see it as a lot of little things that affect the the greater story of like the people battling for the future. Yeah, yeah. Those people find these random acts of find these random acts of support because this app was running in the present. Like these things happen because because random acts of kindness were happening in the present. And I think so I think like it does not he does not stop the apocalypse, but he does improve it. And I think yes. that is the best that the quest otter can ask for. I totally see it as, like, the end is always the people who battle for the future fighting the big bad, Mm -hmm. you know? And they see that still frame of the movie, and they just kind of have to put the faith in the fact that, like, these random acts of kindness will make them stronger, will make, you know, perhaps, like, instead of getting cut down, you know, Crystal Grimm's mech like you know has the has the high ground on another mech and because someone once you know planted a tree and it grew you know what i mean little things like that absolutely it's helping their odds yes it only helps the probability of success not a guarantee you can't change this from happening but you can you can improve the chances of like the heroes of light prevailing yes i think that's exactly what it is that's this is fucking dope. This is dope. <laughs> I, have to say, I like that our entire show is basically all these heroes and stuff are tiny little pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, not even. It's not every story. It's yeah. like, you know, people like Madame Mysteria, I'm sure, like saw, you know, did an otter task at one point that was like, you know, play a game with a friend. And they sat down with Sam Gord and Chad Butternut and the gang and like as that when they were teenagers in college or something and like played a game of noggin nasties. Yeah. And like not everyone gets one. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's every person in the world gets a quest. Like I think that like, you know, or Chad Butternut like that there's never like a quest. You know what I mean? No. Like he does yeah. he does kind things, but it's never like I think it's just there. There are some people that live an entire satisfying life and they never see the. There are people that don't know if the quest otter exists, but like, yeah, to the people that are contacted, oftentimes they're like, yeah, he asked me to he asked me to get a coin out of a well. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure sure it's somewhere it's valuable. And like in the distant future, you know, Crystal Grimm like flips a coin into a socket on her mech and it like powers it. And 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 love that. Know, it's like the exact like energy conduit that is needed. I really like this. Uh this is a lot. I think like Mass Effect has stuff like mm-hmm. this where you prepare for like a future event and I fuck with it. I love this so much. Um do you want to roll on tables for the quest otter to see who they are? So I have Survivor. I'm ready for that. All right. I love this because you you just said all they are is someone who survived the apocalypse and got into a situation and yeah. took the be- made the best of it. Yeah. I love it. 
So give me a D8 for personality trait. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, oh my, that's a D10. Oh my God. Um, uh, oh God. Oh I'm sorry, God. Aaron, the podcast is canceled. I, I don't know what to tell you. What? We didn't say anything hurtful. No, no, no. Just, you couldn't find <laughs> your, kidding. you couldn't find your dice. I got it. I got All it. All right. Give me a D8. That's a five. I find it strangely difficult to back down from a fight. <laughs> I, I get. I like this. I do like this. Honestly, I, I'm seeing the dark apocalyptic future of our show. Mm-hmm. If you are powerless, like an otter, you know, there's not a lot you can do. So I do like that someone oh, yeah. without power, like someone like a real person like us with no magic power, found a way. It reminds me of people in supernatural circumstances, like a world with mutants and a world with magic. People without ability to find their place in terms of contributing to the the greater good. You know, gotcha. Like they don't want to back away from a fight. They they want to help. They want to do their part. They're like, I don't care if I'm just an otter. I'm fighting. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I, and I I like that it's it's you know what that you've put in a nice perspective of like he never backs down from his mission. Like he spends his entire life working towards this thing, and yeah. really like eternity after he dies. Like he spends eternity like building towards this thing. Yeah, it's very good. I, I, I sympathize with characters like this a lot because I always find myself feeling a little powerless. So I like when it's like it shows you that it's not about one grand gesture sometimes. They know that it's a lot of building blocks. It's a lot yeah. of stepping stones that, you know, to cross to cross the river to get to that big juicy clam, you got to throw some rocks in the river to make some steps. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Give me a D6 for an ideal. Okay, what I'm rolling, what are we having for dinner tonight? D6, food D6. Jeff, we're having chicken. That's a four. I was so hoping you were going to roll a four. Let me go ahead and pull open Hex's uh, <laughs> wholesome character generation tool. <laughs> All right, Aaron, give me a D6 for an ideal. Uh, why? What are we rolling on, we're rolling on. We're rolling on friend of the show, uh, Joss Hex Chosen's palate cleanser wholesome supplemental character generation tables. <laughs> Fucking greatest, funniest thing. A set of charts to roll on when you get unnecessarily horny or overly aggressive options on your D&D character's chosen background tables. Wait, we totally did get overly aggressive. D6, go. Uh, We're also going to order pizza tonight. That's a three. Joy, tell one person how great they are every single day. Oh. It's that he, it's that like, it's the people, right? Like, even when you look out at the apocalyptic future, like what Shuckle sees is people. People helping people. And, like, that's really the mission that the Quest Otter has had since day one is people helping people. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it it does give me the feeling that there is, when they come to you and give you this quest, it's, I don't want it to teeter too much toward the Flower Oracle who, like, gives you encouragement and stuff. It's just I think they might flash you, like, a very proud smile on mm-hmm. their way out. You know, they don't tell you, like, you changed the future. You're a hero. Like, no, that's Flower Oracle stuff. This is very much like, thanks. You know, they just make you feel real good. Yeah, yeah. They're a comforting, silly presence. Shuckles, I think, never gave up on people. You know, they saw the dark apocalypse. They barely escaped with their life. They float through time and space. They see heroes battling in the future. They see heroes doing great deeds in the past. And they're like, I believe that the key to stopping this is... People finding joy and the good of, you know, everyday heroes and heroes like Celeste Silverna, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's going to take all of that in order to change our fate. Yep. Love it. And that fucking rules. Thank you, Hex. All right. Give me a D6 for a bond. All right. What's our third entree? One. We're having fish tonight. My family still might. My family might still be out there somewhere. How I long to see them again. I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind, mind it. it. I don't mind it. It's it's it's. It's it's the feeling of like it's that question in the back of your mind of like I traveled back in time like do I do I have family here? Yeah. I am I am an otter out of time. And also like you know consider that Chuckles had family and friends in the future. Mm-hmm. You know and they they dipped. This is a huge gamble to be like I'm a like you know maybe maybe Chuckles could have helped people in the their time in just that one to prevent the apocalypse. But this is a huge gamble to spend their entire 20 year like max lifespan dedicated to this huge risk of betting on the kindness of people. You know and it might be something where like you know every day 
part of them is like, I hope I, I hope I get paired up, you know, with the otter. I hope one of my ancestors or one of my friends in the present, you know, because it could be something in the dark apocalyptic future that someone does. So it's like, maybe one day I'll get randomly like linked up with someone I know, you know, I wonder what Mm -hmm. everyone's up to. It's just, it's the, it's the peril of the time traveler to always worry about what you left behind. Cable had a family. Yeah, Cable had a family. <laughs> so so does Shuckles. Shake, Shuckles also has a cable arm and a leg. No, <laughs> does have does have a cable arm. Just all, every there's like ten characters that have cable arms on this show, and it makes me so happy. I think they have one cable tooth. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, well, what they have, Aaron, I'm gonna we're gonna say what they have is the cable eye, the low on like gleaming energy eye. It's great. It'll, yes, that's what shines at you. Like it. That shines at you briefly when you do the thing. It kind of like glints at you and like glows a little bit. And it's it, but like it's because it's also because he winks at you with the other eye. So that eye kind of flashes and then he winks at you. And Love it's like, that. oh, my God, that's so it's so fun. His eye like sparkled. Oh, wow. Spark. It's like, boing, good job. <laughs> uh, give me a D6 for a flaw. All right. What else are we eating? Uh, it's a three. We're having burgers. Uh, Let's all wriggle on down to Jeff just read me the outcome. Let's wriggle on down to Wholesome Town. Let's do it. All right. Uh, go. Two tacos. I can't help but sing along to any song I know, even if I can't remember the words. Oh, my God. That's how, like, when you, okay, so the otter sign flashes, right? And yep. you're like, you know, when the otter appears, you have to find him because you hear his, you hear his happy tune. Yep. And you have to follow the music. You have to follow, like, the... And you get closer and you're like, oh, the otter's here. He's here. He's somewhere here. And like people, I think a lot of people like want to do these things because it's fucking magical, mystical, cool stuff. Yeah. But I think they sing a lot. It's it's not good singing. No. But it's fun. Like they're enjoying themselves and that's what matters. Yeah. Shuckles is happy to be doing this work. And also it's just, you know, I'm sure traveling through time, you learn a lot of cool music. <laughs> Yeah, and you got nothing but time. This is a solitary lifestyle. Hello, Shuckles. Is that you? He's singing the Skype song. Okay, is that a rap on? I think that's a rap on our friend Shuckles, the Quest Daughter. Holy shit! I actually turned out. I can't believe that turned out to O. I know, I can't believe Shuckles the Otter fucking rips. Thank you so much to Deer uh, Spring Slime, who used the prompt submission channel for that brilliant prompt. Uh, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, I don't know what you're waiting for. See how fun it is. Like, honestly, there's so many ways you can do it. It's a hoot, and you get to collaborate with us to make an episode. It's all so dope. That's right. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag for fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and use the prompt submission channel. Boom! While you're online, go, I wrote a world guide, part one, that has, like, the history of magic, the history of the world, the creation myth, like, in history of the five cultures, except elves, because we haven't written it yet. Um, and you can find that at my itch page, uh, itch.io slash Narcotanosayas, I think it is. And yeah, it's like, it's pay what you want. So if you ever want a refresher on all this bullshit that we talk about, like, you know, check it out, download it. It's fucking free, basically. So do it up. And while you're on the internet, speaking of itches and really good games, Jeff has a second podcast and Jeff makes games. I do. You can find my games at jeffstormer.itch.io. And my podcast is Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. You can find new episodes at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom! All uh, My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Go to oneshotpodcast.com and find a plethora of amazing content. While you're there, be sure to check out the show, other show I'm on, which is called uh, Skyjack's Courier's Call, a family-friendly, all-ages adventure, narrative-driven, uh, about kids who deliver the mail and discover the power within themselves and friendship. It's fun, it's wholesome, and like it's just good, and it's not driven by violence. It's a narrative not driven by violence, which is very much my shit in you know 2020 love it a lot verbal hugger this week do something nice for somebody something small doesn't need to be big doesn't need to be elaborate you're not gonna don't don't feel like you got to change the world but do something random and nice and kind for someone 
Because if everybody does that, then that changes the world. If every if if the if everybody, you know, it's 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 cliche and it's obvious to say, but if everybody does something nice, that's 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 the world is a better place. Yes. Like, it's point like blank. The story of Shuckles is that kindness is contagious. Yes. And like it could change the world. And that is cliche and it sounds whack like on a Hallmark card, but it's fucking true. So uh, if you have the opportunity or make the opportunity, make someone's day, just do a small act of kindness. You know, we're all online usually. You can just say something nice to someone. That's it. You know, just do something nice. I second that. Um, Do that and, you know, it could change the world. It will change the world. Fuck it. Um, is that all we do on this show? Or That's pretty much anything? it. That's cool. it in a nutshell. So until next time, good night and good game. Hello, everyone. It's Senior Wizard Aaron here with another installment of Stories from several years ago I found in old notebooks that are relevant to today's tale. This one I call The Secret of House Crystalline. All right, now let's read this right out of a composition notebook. House Crystalline tests their new knight recruits by making them dispose of a secret. The three new recruits stood before the head of House Crystalline in a grand chamber. You three have sworn to uphold the virtues of House Crystalline taken our name, and as loyal knights do you vow to protect the secrets of our house and unveil those of all others? Yes. Yes. Sure. Then step forward and receive my blessing, knights. Joaquin Crystalline. Daniel Crystalline. Get on with it. Enough formalities. What secrets do you wish buried? The knight Joaquin draws their blade. Bastard! How dare you speak to the leader of our house in such a way? Daniel stays Joaquin's hand. Enough, both of you. Madame Crystalline, name the deed and it is done. A large chest is brought forward in the chamber. Inside this chest is a knight of House Rosalia that was found within our keep. Their death was not brought about by one of our own. They were simply dropped on our door like a cat's prey. Crystalline must not be held responsible for the death of a knight of Rosalia. Travel down to the depths of the sewers, or lower and make it disappear. May I look into the chest? The last knight asked. Very well. He popped the latch and peeked inside, with the slightest hint of a smirk. This was his handiwork, from when he was a sworn knight of Rosalia. (laughs) Fools, he grunted, and with a chuckle slammed the chest shut. Come, fellow knights, let us descend and get this over with.